This is a Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. The oral history we're listening to today is the story of a Kansas soldier who was at the Battle of the Bulge in December 1944, 65 years ago this month. Arthur Jones grew up on a farm near Cimarron in Gray County, Kansas. In September 1942, he had a wife and a new daughter. He tried to join the Army Air Corps, but was refused because of his blood pressure, and ended up with the 35th Infantry Division. The 35th was originally formed in 1917 from Kansas and Missouri National Guard troops. During World War II, it was made up mostly of men from Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, and Oklahoma. The 35th landed in France right after Independence Day 1944 and quickly moved across France, capturing Orléans and Nancy. Arthur had attained the rank of corporal and his duty was to drive a jeep that carried encoded messages back and forth between officers under cover of dark. I wish that it was me instead. Did you land in England first? Yes, we landed in, in England first. Okay. And we stayed there, I don't know how long it was, well, but we was, we had got our machinery, we'd got all of our equipment and everything, mm -hmm. and then we went to, to uh, Wales on a problem. Mm -hmm. And while we was out there, that's when D-Day started. Okay. And so we went back and got our, all of our machinery. I had to dub in my, put dubbing all over my engine of my Jeep and, and get it all ready, and then we drove it, uh, we drove it down to, to uh, got on the, one of them little old boats that dropped the nose down, you know, and had, uh, I think my Jeep and, and call, uh, Hawkins Jeep and maybe a truck or two. Mm -hmm. And you knew that you were going to be driving that yeah. Jeep as you moved forward? Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, when we landed, why? We landed in hedgerow country. Mm -hmm. The first thing that uh, we had to put up with was uh, the, they'd always send somebody with me because they'd pick out one guy if he was riding a Jeep or something. That was, and the women, uh, some of the French women was shooting, shooting us. That's what was happening. Mm -hmm. And then the, another thing, they, they'd string a piano wire across there and then they'd want to cut our heads off. Mm -hmm. Well, some old farmer figured out a thing that went up on the Jeep and then had a thing high enough and then it kind of went forward to get that wire and that stopped that business. Okay. So, but there was two things was pretty critical right there when we first started mm -hmm. that we hadn't in in piss and uh, just as they could. Mm -hmm. Now, when you land, when you landed on the beaches, the uh, those people who had landed had already moved in. Yeah. And had you heard? Well, that? but uh, you know, there wasn't too much difference. I might, there was a six mile. They said when we landed, there was six miles that was that was used, mm -hmm. or that was where the, we we had six miles there. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, what I couldn't understand, how come somebody couldn't, they couldn't take, we didn't take St. Lowe either the first time. Yeah. Our, our battalion was the one that took, started to take St. Lowe and when they all got killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the 134th Infantry out of the 35th Division finally took St. Lowe. Mm -hmm. 
and it's right by the Normandy Beach. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how many else tried it, but it was a pretty good job to, mm -hmm. so to take was, take Saint Lo. It was still but, very dangerous when yeah, you moved in. Yeah, but the 35th took it, mm -hmm. and we we had a good division. Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name was or oh what was that blood and guts oh Patton Platton was our commander all right he was over the third army and that took in they had uh, in each combat team we had combat teams to take all them towns mm -hmm. we and uh, we would be uh, oh we'd uh, We'd take off in the morning, and we'd sometimes we'd drive. We'd hit some objects. We'd just pull off the road. If artillery went in, started shooting. Infantry was in trucks. They got out. We knocked them out of the road and went on down the road. But that's how the war was fought. That's how we got across there. Hell, we'd have been there yet if we'd have been to push them a foot at a time. Yeah. But uh, that's that's how we and when we got down there we had to get in the, we got uh, we was in the bulge mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. did were you prepared at all for what you had to do when you got over there oh yeah I, I knew what I had to do I had to the, the colonel would tell me what to tell the, the captain and the captain would tell me what I was to tell the colonel and mm -hmm. And if I would have got it all twisted up, I would have been a, I wouldn't have lasted long. So what was, what was your official duty? Were you running, were you in communications? Yeah, well, I, we, I, I stayed at the message center. Okay. When they were the decoded messages and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I worked right out of there. Okay. Whenever a message come from me, just like a mail carrier. Mm -hmm. Whenever something come to him, and I had to go in the morning, get morning reports. How many guys, you know, they'd have to know how many guys we had or how many we lost last night or mm -hmm. something. And I had to get a morning report and then I had to get the mail for them. And, and I was, I was on the road all the time. Mm -hmm. but, and you always had someone with you? No. No, just, just that, just that first. Okay. And then I had to go to the infantry. Not every night, but a lot of nights, mm -hmm. when the patrols go out, when they come in, they'll make overlays, and I, and I take it back to my battery to shoot in the morning before they jump off. Okay. So I'd get up to go up and find the infantry in the middle of the night, two o'clock, they usually, that's about the time I'd leave my battery, but they'd show me on a map where the infantry CP was, and mm -hmm. that's what I'd drive to. And, mm -hmm. Now, did you drive without lights? I just them a little bit once. Okay. Did you ever get lost? Well, no. You didn't. You didn't get lost. You studied that pretty close. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to. You couldn't make it. If you made a mistake, you you died at that time. In December, General Patton rushed the division to Bastogne to assist the 101st Airborne during the Battle of the Bulge. The division sustained heavy casualties. Arthur was awarded the Silver Star for rescuing an injured soldier, but fortunately was never wounded himself. 
And then you mentioned you were right at the Battle of the Bulge. Yes, we we were there. I can show you on this Here, let, map. I'll get it for you. Was it as cold as everyone said? Yes, it was cold and then a little cold. Okay. I don't know. Karen stepped in pictures. Okay. Yeah. All right. And here's where the first town. Well, well, here's where we run Nancy's, where we run out of fuel. Right. We had to stop there, and then we backed up and a little ways, but we had a a dam up here that we could. That was when we run out of fuel and run out of. And shells and everything, so mm -hmm. we backed up to this little town. I don't know, but we went to Nancy to to get baths and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, this little old town, we they, we could blow out that dam if and and save ourselves if that's why we went back to where we did. Okay. So we could blow that dam. Mm -hmm. And then when we took off after with Nancy. Sargamines was the first town we we won, we got in to Germany, mm -hmm. and the, just the night we took Sargamines, we got a march order to go back here to Metz. Okay. We, they wanted us to come up here to Bastogne. Mm -hmm. That was in the they was about to take Bastogne. You know that guy said nuts to him. Yeah. And then the bad weather come, and they about had him. Mm -hmm. But and uh, in a show after I seen where old Patton told Eisenhower, he said, "Eisenhower want to know who could get up there quick." And no Patton said, well, "Hell, I've got somebody within 40 miles of there now, and that was us mm -hmm. leaving here. We stayed all night in Metz, mm -hmm. and then we drove up there the next day." Okay. And then we helped him win that war. Mm -hmm. Next morning, why the weather broke, and airplanes flew, and we could see what we was doing, and we took care of them Germans. That's where we won the war, right mm -hmm. there. Do you remember where you were and how you heard that the war in Europe was over? Is that when you were outside of Berlin? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We were the closest division to Berlin, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, as you went toward Berlin, did you encounter any of the concentration camps at all? Well, no, I don't think we. Well, we uh, we did in one, in one in. Uh, oh, where was that? They were all Polacks. Mm -hmm. They they had them had them in a camp, and then they'd they uh, what they did is uh, set it afire and then shot him as he was all going out. So we made him bury all them people. Mm -hmm. And I know that some of them, the men have talked about how they could go into town and have a beer or something, but when you're fighting like that, you can't do things like that. You know, you've heard them falling in love over there and all that, that's a bunch of hooey. Mm-hmm. If it ever was one. Mm-hmm. We never did see no girls or anything. Well, and you'd be so busy. You well, know. yeah, you just... Uh, we saw... saw... Uh, uh, I can't think of those movie actors, though. And one that always sung Christmas. 
Oh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. So Bing Crosby, he come out, out to where we was at, and right pretty close to our, where we were at. We didn't have to go very far to see him. Mm-hmm. He had somebody with him, some guy, and and he put on a good show. He sang all, all of it. Did you even know that there were holidays like Christmas? Were they celebrated in any way? Mm -hmm. The one, we were on our way up to the bulge. We ate about five o'clock in the morning. It was dark and it was boiled pork chops and they was half boiled. <laughs> that was the poorest meal we had all the time, I guess. <laughs> but we were getting up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After the war, Arthur returned home to farm with his brother Howard. At the time of this interview, he was living in Garden City, Kansas. This is part of the World War II Veterans Oral History Grant Project that was funded by a bill passed by the 2005 Kansas Legislature. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are from Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from our collections. The URL for this website is www.kansasmemory.org.